Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. John 16, 27. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me, and have believed that I came out from God. I came forth from the Father, and I'm come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the Father. Praise the Lord. I'm speaking to you about the sacrifices of a father, part two. Please take your seat. It is very important to state that the issue of fatherhood, fathering, is not a a simple matter. It's very vital to the way things function on the face of the earth. And that for many years, a father has been defined in many ways. And one of the true ways of defining who a father is, is one who biologically reproduces a child. So that's a father. No argument about that. There's been a number of tests to test the paternity of kids. And some tests have proven that some men who were holding themselves as fathers to certain children were not indeed fathers of those children. The limitation here is in the biology. It's in the DNA, the genetics, where biologically someone is defined not to be a father of a child or of children because They don't carry his specimen. But those children, if they have stayed with the particular man whom their DNA is revealing not to be their father, they wouldn't be able to tell whether that man is their father or not, especially if that man has been grooming them well and being in their lives. What I'm saying is that you are not a father because you biologically give birth to someone. That, for instance, in Odate Lamte's case, 
it is clear to those children that he is their father. Because that is the father figure they have known all this while, playing the functional role of a father in their lives. So, father is not just a title. It's not just a position or a status, but it's a functionality. It is something that you are and you do. And so, if you are biologically the one who conceived or produced someone, and you don't put yourself in the functional position, you will not be seen as a complete father. Because sometimes, someone gives birth to some, a baby, and another fathers the child. So for all children who are adopted from orphanages, their father to them is not the one who biologically brought them forth, but the one who does the duties and gives himself to them as a father. I want to say here categorically that a functional father is superior to a biological father. And a functional father must be more valuable to you and indeed is more valuable than a biological father. One of the reasons why a biological father doesn't have great value if it's not a functional father is because chimpanzees give birth and they don't need to take care of the offspring they bring forth so a person is not beyond a chimpanzee if their only status is that they gave birth to a human being whom they did not function in their lives as a father. There are some animals, once they give birth from day one, they don't take care of their offspring. And the offspring never looks for them. Unfortunately, Human beings that behave like that at some point in time require that their offspring do look for them. One of the reasons why even if they look for you, they may not be valuable to you or you will not be valuable to them is because you are not their father. Because in this life, a father is not the one who gives birth to the child. It's the one who takes care of the child, grooms the child, for the child to fulfill their destiny. Is God talking to somebody here now? So on this day, I'll be speaking to the male-born child, who is a man now, but understanding that 
A father is a functionality. It really does not necessarily mean that a father should be a male-born person. Because women can father. And men can father. But on this particular day, I want to be talking about the gender called male. As a father. God honors fathers. Especially fathers who are really fathers. And people are not people. So not all fathers are fathers. In fact, in the Bible, there are many types of fathers. And um, one of the ways God wants you to see a father is the verse 28 of John chapter 16 that we read. I came from the father and I am come into this world. Again, I will live into the father. So a father is a source. A father is what? It's a source. Every one of us, our source is in our father. Now, whereas someone can biologically trace their source to a particular human being, the functionality of the individual, regardless of who biologically is their source, is not always dependent on the biological source, but most of the times on the grooming source, on the functional source, so that it is possible for Mr. A to be the biological father of this child, but the patterning and developing of that child is after Brother B. Because Brother B is the functional father. Is it okay? Source is important because without source, there is no life. And so we have to see a father as a source. And God reckons fathers as sources. So Jesus speaking, he talks about the fact that without me, you can do nothing because he's a source. I'm the vine, you are the branches. Branch cannot function without the vine. So fathers are important. They are important to the way life treats people and how people treat life. <laughs> and uh, you and I, on this day, must appreciate what God is trying to do in this life when he talks about the sacrifices of a father. Because source import is important, every source has a way of sacrificing for the branches or whatever they give life to, to really have life. 
In John chapter 8, verse 28, the Bible says that, Then said Jesus unto them, When ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself, but as my Father has taught me. I speak these things. So Jesus is saying that he does nothing of himself except that which has been taught him by the father. So a father is also a teacher. A father is what? And what a father teaches is what gives capacity to a son or a daughter to do things or to function. So, people who lack a father figure in their lives, they lack the opportunity of being taught how to do things or how to live life. And they may take anybody or anything as their... In fact, you can even have fathers on YouTube. Internet fathers. You can be fathered by an environment... And it's also a teaching. It's a socialization. And it can make you function in a certain way. So fathering is a very deliberate attempt to structure people in a way that will make them function well in society and also to fulfill their divine mandate. But the point we need to get here is that fathers are teachers to children. So when a person is supposed to be a father and he doesn't prove himself to be so, there is a certain lesson that should be passed on to the kids that get missing in the curriculum of life. Are you here? I mean, many children will not be able to pass an exam because a teacher didn't teach them something. Many. I remember... When I was in JSS, I was in a Saito, typical Saito school. Yesterday, someone sent me two pictures of my Saito school. The same erosion that was there when I used to school there. I went to class one day till I finished JSS. Same erosion is on ground. Forever. And when I got to my final year, I attended um, a certain classes of studies, which was free, actually, organized by some um, leader of a Christian youth fellowship, a good teacher, Kwekwansa, nice man. And when I went there, many of the students there were from Montessori, Harris, Flowersgate, University, um, yeah, Bakhtiran, Bakhtiran, and all those very nice schools. And so I went there from my Saito place of Abum Zion, <laughs> AME, Zion School for short. <laughs> hey, God. <laughs> I was a good student from my school. But when I got to the studies and entered the classes, I realized that 
the things that they knew and they were playing with were what come to me. <laughs> like people really had their hands around things. No fear. Even the confidence level was at another level. And I went and they are saying things that they know like on their fingertips. And I'm asking myself, is it part of it? <laughs> Zionite. <laughs> that short time of attending that studies, after just a while, I realized that I was not a bad student. I was just in a place where the teachers had a particular mindset. And I found myself in the midst of people who had been taught in a certain way. So they were far, far advanced, even though we were at the same level. And boy, if I had gone into the final examination with what I, what I was having from where I was coming from, it would have been a different story altogether. I was teaching my mates at least English, math, and science because I was getting something from somewhere beyond um, where I was schooling. Do you understand? Who teaches you is important. What you are taught is important. And the role of fathers is to teach their children. Jesus is saying that whatever you see me do, I have been taught by my father. When fathers don't make themselves available to teach children the dynamics of life from being available without even talking, just being around, hugging their mother is a teaching. Speaking tenderly to their mother is a teaching. Not raising your voice is a teaching. Whatever you are doing in the space where children are, if you are a father figure, is a teaching. And they are catching it. So, fathers teach. They teach about life. They teach about everything. So, people who don't have father figures in their lives, sometimes, and most of the times, they become emotionally deficient. And sometimes, a lot of them, <laughs> advisedly become dysfunctional. I don't want to say more functional. So it's important that on this day, everyone who holds himself as a father also, first of all, refines the substance or content in them because whether you like it or not, you're going to pass it on to some children. Are you here? And people who are not taught by fathers have a vacuum in them that make them to search for 
what they should be taught. And when there is no specific father in their lives, they catch air. And that air can be so much of impurities. That's why you see somebody is a lady and he goes into a lot of immorality because there was no father to teach them how to balance life. A guy becomes hardened or timid. Can't find the compass of life because a father has not taught them that this is west and this is east. This is north and this is south. So as far as they are concerned, everywhere is somewhere. And when life is like that, you see people not coordinating their lives well to become what God wants them to be. I'm praying that we'll become good fathers here in Jesus' name. So a father is a teacher. And a child will be learning from a father. I'm praying that I will become a great father. That amen is not coming. Why, 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 why is that so? You know, on Father's Day, people just decide to be like, like that. Verse 38 of that same John chapter, two, chapter 8. In verse 30, say a father is a teacher. One more time. Say a father is a teacher. That's why when we come to church on Sunday, my preoccupied priority is to teach. Teach truth of God's word because what will build you up is truth that is taught. Hello? Yeah. This should be happening in our houses. In 38 of John chapter 8, the Bible said, I speak that which I have seen my father. I speak that which I have seen with my father. And ye do that which ye have seen with your father. So I have my father, you have your father. We all speak based on what we have seen with our fathers. Boy. So a father is teaching a child how to speak. And the way they teach the child how to speak is not really always to introduce words into their mouth directly. But the teaching can just be an exposure. I speak based on what I am seeing. So I can tell a lady foolish because I'm seeing it. Hello? I've never... You can't charge me for complicated preaching. Never any day. It's like one, two, three, A, B, C, D, X, Y, Z. People say what they see with their fathers. And so you can see... When you see a guy whose mouth is not correct... You have to check who their father is. Mostly it's not accidental. It's not coincidental. Either the real father is there and has left his duties and another person is fathering that child knowingly or unknowingly to the real father. 
and the child will be speaking based on what they are exposed to. Exposure always forms people. A father must expose a child to what will build a child and make the child become who they are supposed to be. So when you are a father and you expose your child or children to what is not right, they will say and become what is not right. Children don't have the ability to decipher, to sift, to, to as it were, balance what is needed, like the way your system would take the nutrient out of the food you eat, use it, and then send the rest to your excreta. Children don't have that mechanism. Children will consume what they are exposed to. If you expose children to debt, they will produce debt for you. You expose your kids as a father to great stuff, great example. What I see my father do, I speak. <laughs> if you expose them to great example, they will become great people. Hello? So you see rich people have got kids who sometimes don't become great. Because they were exposed to the disadvantages of riches. Or the negative side of riches. And it forms them so much that they sometimes are not able to walk away from what they have been exposed to. And a poor dad can expose the kids to valuable or virtuous stuff. And the children will become great in society. So even though the rich person had material resources that possibly should have facilitated the greatness of the children, the children grow up to become non-entities. Whereas a father who didn't have much but had value. Had values. Somebody say values. So basically in your, in your space, what is playing up are your values. And belief systems. So, if you value respect, if you value responsibility, duty, discipline, if you value spirituality, if you value integrity, dignity, hello, honor, if all these values are things that you uphold in your space, your children will be exposed to them and hardly will they depart from it. This is what the Bible said. Train up a child the way he should go. And when he's grown, the child will not depart. So, to a large extent, the quality of the life that children live is determined or dependent on the quality of Life that fathers expose these children to. You cannot keep introducing women to your children that they are aunties 
and think that these introductions are not going to have impact on their lives. It doesn't work that way. Please wake up and tell somebody it's not working that way and it doesn't work that way. And sometimes you feel like you can hide and do some things. Fathering is a spirit people can. Let me even pop up and pull. Because at this time, a lot of people like to have siesta. Fathering is a spirit people catch. It's, and whatever you are doing in the corner is still exposed to the spirit of the person you are fathering. For example, Abraham traveled with Sarah, got to a particular border, was afraid of the men there because he was having a beautiful wife, and lied that Sarah is my sister. Sister Sarah. Isaac is not born. Ishmael is not born. They're on their journey with Lot, possibly. When God said go. Years later, Isaac marries Rebecca. Oh. And is also traveling. Gets to the same country border. And he's also threatened by the men there. And he tells them that Rebecca is my sister. That even though he was not born, he had entered into the transaction of the lies. Even before he physically became a matter, Sister Becky. The, the matter is that <laughs> if you hide to smoke, something is happening to your children. Hide to drink is an exposure. Boy. I, I'll, I'll show you how this thing works. And I can show you. <laughs> Do you know that when you meet someone who is lustful, they emit lust around them. Even though you are not there when they are sleeping with people or watching their opponent, whatever builds that lust in them. You just meet. One way to know that someone is lustful is that you are around them and you feel very aroused. You feel lustful. It's unusual of you. You feel like, 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 like. The thing is seated in them. So once they are there, they are like wife fire that is available. So you see that it will pop up. Available. 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 <laughs> Available. Again, I'm just telling you something. The way lesbians come into a space and they identify who a lesbian is, it's not because they know them physically. They can just see you on the road and they know you're a lesbian. It's a connection. It's a spirit. Someone is a gossip. When you appear with them, you feel the compulsion to say things about people. And that's unusual. I'm preaching. You think I'm not preaching? I'm saying this thing. I'm saying this thing. You yourself will feel to say something. Yes. 
they activate you <laughs> to operate the same way they do. So I'm saying that your children don't need to naturally or physically see what you do. But if you do it for a long time, that thing becomes seated in your soul. That it can just be Bluetooth to them, wherever they are. And they don't need to be physically even with you. There's already a connection. Hey. So how many of you agree that when your children are far away and something untoward wants to happen to them, sometimes you can pick it? Is it natural? Is it natural? Because there's a spiritual connection. Tell somebody, be careful. What you are introducing to your children. What you are exposing people to. One way you know somebody is not your pastor is what they expose you to. Praise the Lord. Hey. Brother, what do you think? Give me a microphone. I've started. But you have to think very fast. Say something. All the sisters are watching. Boy. (laughs) Exposure. I remember when I, I went to Form 1 in St. Augustine's. Something was happening in the class. They wrote something on the board. They said, I'm the one who wrote it. I said, I didn't did it. <laughs> Charlie, because the school I attended, you know. They came you to try to make you speak English. It was not flowing naturally. I didn't did it. When I said it, people were not paying attention, but once I said it, everywhere went, hey. When I look at our six-year-old daughter, nine, twelve, even at age, when they started talking, age two, three, did they speak at age three? Yes. The kind of constructions they were making. I was asking myself, even in secondary school, I was not attempting these things. They do it without any stress because of the exposure they have been given. You are making or breaking your children depending on the exposure you are giving them. Sometimes the exposure that will be destroying them is some bad food you are introducing to them. Actually, did you say Indomie? How about pizza? All right, junk meal. 
And if you are a father, you have to be able to draw a line between pampering and future disaster waiting to happen. When I see a child is obese, for instance, maybe because of drugs, the child was taken when he had a medical condition and all of that, but by the grace of God, the child is well now. The father should put the foot down to ensure that going forward, child is on healthy living and eating. It's difficult. But that's why a father must sacrifice. Or else you'll be raising a child with a heart condition who have tendencies of diabetes and all manner of sicknesses entering in because you are not able to sacrifice the pain of seeing a child make demands that you decide not to. Anna, I want KFC. You will eat it once a while. Yes. Crashes once a while. That is not love. It's disaster waiting to happen. Because you are introducing the child to food that is creating another thing that possibly the child was not born with. And I don't care if the mother does it wrongly. If you are there as a father, it has to be a fight. Watch my mouth. It has to be what? A fight to save the child. Can't stop a child to create disaster for the health of the child in the future. And uh, if you don't check what you eat, what you eat will check you. So exposure is important. And it takes fathers quiet. And sometimes a father is a mother who is playing the role of a father. So you, we have to be. We are grooming generations. Praise the Lord. Uh, am I preaching? So the scripture is very clear. In that 38, what did the 38 say? It said, ye do that which ye have seen with your what? father. So, he said, I speak that which I have seen with my father and ye do that which ye have seen. So, people say and do what they see their fathers do. They don't just say. They do. Fathers create doings <laughs> in their children. So, if you are a father, you will see that the future of your children are shaped and reshaped continually by you. And I said in the first service that Jesus doesn't speak a lot about his mother if you read throughout the whole Bible. It's human beings that talk about their mothers. But Jesus really doesn't say much about his mother. Mary's name is very minimal in the scriptures. Especially from Jesus' anger. It's basically my father 
What I hear my father say, that's what I say. What I see my father do, that's what I'm here to do the will of you who sent me. My father, my father, my father, my father. Are you here at all? Come on now, are you sure you are here? That, that means that the after birth, the real functional development of a child has to do with the role that the fathers play in their lives. Mami na wewe. And kindin yina ye fathering. So when you have a bad father, you are not likely to function well in society. Hey. May we become great fathers in Jesus' name. Oh, put your hand on your head. Say, Father, I pray for the grace to become a superb father. One more time, one more time. Say, I receive grace to become a superb father in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know. Is it going well? <laughs> Powerful. Praise the Lord. Look at what Jesus, look at what John chapter 12 verse 50 said as well. John 12, 50. Father, you know. Let's read it together. One go. And I know that his commandment is life, what? Everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as what? The Father what said unto me, so I speak. So, children mimic what their fathers speak. Whatsoever I speak, he didn't give himself space. Everything I am saying, I'm saying it because my father has been saying it. <laughs> Even in this church, as your pastor, you will see that over time, if you stay under my shepherding for some time, it will affect your temperament. It will affect the way you say some things. <laughs> you understand? Whatever I hear my father say, that's what I'm saying. If we're a father, it's not a title. There is a robbing, impartation, transference going on consciously or unconsciously. That's why you watch what you say as a father. You even watch who you speak to. Because your children are likely to speak to such people as well. Wow. Whatsoever that scared me. That my child will not say anything outside what I have been saying. Whatsoever. Especially when it comes to important things. My child will say what I have been saying. May we say things that are edifying. May we say things that are great. So, so, um, some fathers, when they are angry with their wives, some husbands, they try to socialize their children to say and to see negativity in their mother and some people in the environment. 
Your fight with your partner is not the fight for your children. Two of you met, you say, I love you. That one also said, I love you. Now you have gotten to a point where you don't love yourselves again. Wait to be the concern of the children. What's the concern of the children? Why is the mother busily talking to the children in a negative way about their father? And why is the father doing everything possible that the children will see a demon in their mother? It's called poisoning. It's not right. It's not what? Right. Some people cannot understand that. I met this man or this woman. We started a journey. And we have decided that we won't continue. But the place you stopped is not the end of life. People have got more journey to make. And you can't stop their journey by force. Whether you are a man or you are a woman. Some women are here. They had a child with someone. And you have blocked the person from coming into the life of the child. Let me tell you, it's not right. It's not what? Right. You will think you are raising a human being. You will raise a terrorist. Yes. Because people who are not fathered, they don't father anybody. So, except the mother takes it upon herself to father the person, or someone else fathers the person, the fatherless people don't father people. I was free range. Am I going to keep you? What makes me keep you? We, the keeping is not part of the mindset. Everything is free range. Are you here? Somebody's mother cannot be a demon. But somebody's wife can be a demon. The same woman who is a mother to the children was possibly a wife to you. And to you, your wife is a demon. But to the child, my mother is an angel. Leave it like that. Same way. Your husband can be a devil. And that devil is somebody's sweet father. Leave it like that. Hello? The only time you draw a line for children is when the partner you are talking about is not mentally stable to preserve the sanctity of the children. Hello? It's a pedophile. It's a, it's a physical abuser. Hello? It's a trafficker. That's when you tell your child that these dangers and threats pertain. But if there is no sighting, but it's just you and the person having emotional banter and you are not happy about yourselves, hey, watch it. Look at somebody say, watch it. 
some boys who never met their fathers. You will give all your life to them. When they grow, sometimes all they want to do is to see the face of this man. Just, it's not like they want to do anything with a person. But let me see that human being brought me alive. Why will you take your children through that kind of a thing? Except the man himself is an escapist. Just running, running. No problem that you cannot put some fancy be. Whoa. Watch it. Look at somebody say, watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Do what? Watch it. You have to find a way to let go. When people grow, they change. Person didn't have love for you then. But he's loving someone else. Thank God the person is loving. <laughs> and I said, Lang, count you, boy. Just cool, chill. Do what? Chill. I was small. I didn't grow up to see my dad living with us, he was already living somewhere. When I grew up, just giving birth to other ch- children. So I was very small. I used to attend nursery. He would come around the nursery school and tell me that I'm your father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just took the game to the field. I was living with my mom and my stepfather. My stepfather was so good. So he found out that no, if he, that, he didn't take some steps. Charlie, my memory chip will never record him. So, but thanks be to God that, and I, I hear they had a very, very, my mom and dad had a very, very bad, 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 bad something. So when I was born, uh, my father away. And I know that the problem was not my mother. I mean, from what I had heard. So, but I remember when the CD coin came. You know, we used to be in Pesos. My father is the first person who gave me the CD coin. It was very fresh in the system. It was not very popular. I ran to the house. I went and showed my mother that I have a CD coin. He said, where did you get it? First question. Any money you bring, you must ask about the source. I said, my father gave me you. So she, she froze. He said, eh, let me save it for you. From time to time, I got to know the house of my father. I used to go. So, one time, I went and came back and my mother beat me. You know, the early days. And I thought that he didn't want me to go to my father again. So, after some days, 
she asked me, do I know why she beat me? I said, because she doesn't want me to go and see that man. And she said, no. <laughs> your two big brothers are already staying there. Your father is your father. I beat you because you came very, very late. I said, oh boy. And uh, where they were living, it's not too long apart. I said, okay. That's how I will go and there will be time on it. I know that I have to leave and come home before darkness shows up. I believe, and there were some things I was learning going that way. My big brothers were there. So I became, you know, because at that time, in fact, till my mother died, I was the only child, a biological child staying with her. So I, I was the last child she gave birth to before she died. I was a handbag. So was living with cousins and those things. But my biological siblings were with my dad, two of them. Then Alfred and the rest also came and all of that. So it's there that I used to go and do my mouth picture, picture, and my big brothers would beat me and put me in order. It's like I'm boring, boring you today, right? <laughs> We need you, Hopa. <laughs> but my senior brother used to beat me because, you know, those days were the days of the tinapa, tin fish. So they would cook rice. Boys, boys, my papa and the boys. And I would not show up. They used to, you go and fetch water. They used to live in a place, you go and fetch water from the community. You know, everything is community, community to the house, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'll be there in my mother's house. Uh, something will do me. <laughs> Go to your father's house. I'll just go and appear. When they have done all the donkey job and the food is ready, my father will see me by the gate and say, hey, Hey, Uncle Bna, or from Uncle, Bra When I will see that my big brother pa, you frown. So when I'm going, I'll go in the direction of my father. But if per adventure we are eating and my father maybe goes inside to go and take something, we just knock it, knock in my head. We should be carrying water for you to be coming here. In Mantambe, you want to be quack, quack, quack. Open a catch and be home. Sometime when he comes, I tell him, you'll be chasing them out. But I learned responsibility that when I go around, I should do some things. Some way, somehow. You can't stop what pertains when God arranges it. You can't stop it. Here, my mother never married. But he said, don't steal from anybody. Don't do this. Don't do that. 
He was a bad husband. But some virtues can only be learned from a father. Because a father is an authority figure. Praise the Lord. There's a scripture we quoted here. Please, which which scripture did we quote right now? John 12, 50, right? Yeah. There is one scripture I've forgotten when Jesus spoke and he now said that the father has given me authority. Praise the Lord. See, your father has authority and he gives you that authority. He gives you authority over issues that have to do with morality, issues that have to do with sexuality. Hello? That's why this whole issue about sexuality is a dangerous game. Because if a male born tells a male born that you are a girl, if we all agree that girls are trained from the beginning how to be good mothers, good wives, right from the onset, and boys receive little or no training at all, the way to start changing the narrative is to start training boys right from the beginning. True or false? Now, in a realm where sexuality is neutral, where we are not even supposed to tell boys that they are boys, because a male born can grow up and come and decide that it's a girl. How do we now train boys to become men? Do you understand what I'm saying? And how do we train girls to become mothers? And we are talking about Father's Day not being celebrated. Because if we allow what is happening to continue... Fathers will never be fathers. And the, one of the reasons why they will never be fathers is because they will not be, boys will not be trained to be fathers. Now, if whether male-born, female-born, we can't say it's a boy or a girl, how do we even train somebody as a girl or train someone as a boy? Are you understand what I'm saying? Here we are saying, It's a problem. But the Lord will save this world, though. Who saved this world? See, a father is, is a great asset when the person is functioning well. But it's a, it's a total liability when it's just a figure that knows nothing about fathering. And uh, at this point, I will just hold on. And I want to show you something small about the sacrifices a father should be making. Luke chapter 8, verse 40. Luke 8, 40. Just a few minutes, please. Put it in. Let's read together. And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people gladly received him for they were all waiting for him. 41. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. 
For he had one only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she lay a dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood, 12 years, which had spent all her living upon physicians, neither could, could be healed of any. 49. While he yet spake, there cometh one from the ruler of the synagogue's house, saying to him, Thy daughter is dead. Trouble not the master. 50. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him, saying, Fear not, believe only, and she shall be made whole. 51. And when he came into the house, he suffered no man to go in, save Peter and James and John and the father and the mother of the maiden. And all wept and bewailed her, but he said, Weep not, she is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed him to scorn, knowing that she was dead. And he put them all out and took her by the hand and called, saying, Maid, arise. And her spirit came again, and she arose straightway, and he commanded to give her meat. Charlie, meat, eh? And her parents were astonished. He charged them that they should tell no man what was done. Praise the Lord. This Jairus is a centurion. A leader in the synagogue. Possibly a Pharisee. Had problems with Jesus. Had a child who was sick. And decided that as a father, he was going to have to sacrifice his status as a leader in the synagogue and go to Jesus, a man that he had seen as an opponent for a very long time. But for the sake of the ailment of the daughter, he was willing to cross all boundaries, sacrifice his reputation, image, and everything. In fact, he was a powerful man who had people under him that he could send, go here, and they could go, come, and they could come. But on that day, he sent none. He went himself to Jesus and told him that my daughter is lying and is about to die. Please help us. Please, if you are a father, you cannot continue. I'm telling you the sacrifices of a father. You cannot continue to hold your status in society, image in society, your ego at the expense of the life you have to give to your children. If you have to cast down your crown and show up so that your children will live, you have to do it. If you have to roll your sleeves and show up as a dirty man when you have been known as a very nice man, you have to roll and ensure that your children have life possibly better than you do have. Are you here at all? He went out there and went to see Jesus. He went to see Jesus. He said, Jesus, you have to come. A father must take steps to bring life to children. No matter 
how much it costs as long as those steps are legitimate. A father must be willing to sacrifice everything to take steps to bring life to children. He went to Jesus. Eventually, Jesus healed. And when he went, he was there with his credential. But he said, on this day, they don't matter. Leader of synagogue, whatever, it, it doesn't matter. What matters is that my child is what? Dying. I'm willing to sacrifice anything legitimately to give life to my child. Cross boundaries. These are some of the sacrifices a father would have to make. We know you like perfume. But it can never be at the expense of the school fees of your children. We know. I mean, that recently I was talking to one young man. He was not taking care of his family. Every time he's looking at it, the way he has shaved his beard, the dress he wears, the distant man, the wife came very bitter. That he, she's doing everything. So I called him. I said, brother, come. This beard, 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 and nice dress you are wearing, and it doesn't make you a father and a husband, though. Sit, let's talk. By the time I finish talking with him for one hour, say, Pastor, it's very clear in my head. Very, very clear in my head. You know, when he was doing all this misbehavior, his mother was supporting him until he met a father figure. Who said that, hey, you are wrong. You are wrong. I mean, one of the bad things that has happened to this generation is mothers whose brains don't work well. Why? Because mothers are always the first love of children. And children are willing to listen to mothers more than anybody. So when a mother is not wise, Children are going to operate in a way that can be disastrous. Most marriages that are struggling right now with women, some of them misbehaving. Or men, some of them misbehaving. The real force behind sharing somebody kutupa is a mother. Normally men don't care. Once you go, you are gone. A mother will continue to follow. Where a son goes, where a daughter goes. Is that not so? And sometimes they are influenced maybe some way. I'm praying that we have sound fathers and sound mothers in the church. Shout a better amen here. So this man goes out there, drops his image. Please, if you're a father, one of the first things you'd have to learn to sacrifice is your image. It's your what? It's your status. It's your accolade. Your credential. You know, when you are talking to your child, don't you know I'm a pastor? They don't know pastor. They know father. Don't you know I'm the IGP? No. If your child has learned how to steal, there's a process to undo that. They won't stop stealing because you are the IGP. We know a president, we know president in this country. The, the Nigerian boy who almost bombed an American airline. Do you remember? Please, are you here? 
Yeah, he wanted to put a bomb in his panty. And our, his father is possibly richer than Ghana. His father has money, like money. So you ask yourself, what were the terrorists giving the boy? And boy, do you know that it is the father who sounded the alarm until the attention came on the boy? That he thinks that his son is being radicalized. He's a big man in Nigeria. But he had to lay down, he's a Muslim, lay down his image and say that I think that my son has been radicalized. If I don't sound the alarm, he will die. And on that day, he would have died. People would have died, but he would have died. Even if he's in prison, there's a son, but he's in prison. It's a location that has changed. There is hope for the future. The Bible says a living dog is better than what? A dead lion. If the man had not sounded the alarm, he wouldn't have saved the son. Blood of people would have been on his hands right now. You, if you are a father, you don't maintain your image and see children go into the pit or waste life because I'm pastor, because I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. No. For children, they, they don't know title. They know their father. Hello? I said, you have to be a father. You have to sacrifice the image. If you put your title before them, the day they neutralize the value of that title, you are in trouble. Don't you know I'm a professor? A professor's child cannot be born like you. No. You are the professor. My mind is my mind. <laughs> are you a professor because your father is a professor? No. This is my developmental pattern. If you are a great father, you will find a way to make that pattern go. Are you here? Please, are you, are you sure you are here? <laughs> Sacrifice. Number two, the child was sick. This man went and he said, I'm bringing Jesus home. I'm bringing what? A great father, one of the things you would do is that you have to become a priest that introduces Jesus to your home. Be a priest that introduces Jesus to your home. On a normal day, such a person will not be dealing with Jesus. When he goes into the synagogue, there's argument. But on this day, because of the children or the child, he went and brought Jesus what? Home. I don't know what you have been bringing home. The faith of your household is one of your foremost responsibilities as a father. That you teach, God told, testified about Abraham. He said, I can testify about Abraham. I know that he would teach his household to follow after me. Can God testify about you? Are you the priest of the house? I was telling the first service church that when I'm going to drop the kids at school, when we get out of the gate, we start praying. And I teach them how to pray. How to pray. Every day that I'm going to drop them, mostly we will pray. 
I'll be changing prayer point, prayer topic. I'm the priest of the home. Praise the Lord. You may not be able to do it every day, but you have to know that you must, either you are introducing Christ in your space or something else will be introduced in your space. Tell a man by your side that you are a priest. Not just a father, but a priest. And ask them, what does your children know spiritually because of you? Do they know Jesus because of you? Or television is teaching them something else? Bring Jesus home. Some of us, our children don't know the value of our spirituality. So, they think we are liberalists. Because they see you drink alcohol. They see you smoke in the space. They see, are you here? They are sweeping, they see condoms. From aunties that come and go. Who are you bringing to your house? Have you brought Muhammad and Buddha to your house? What do you, are you a traditionalist? If you're a Christian, be a Christian. If you are not a Christian. Bring Jesus to your home. You are a priest. You are, you are first a man, a husband, a father. Then once you become a father or a husband, you have to become a priest. You have to become what? Straight away. We belong to the kingdom of priests and kings. Revelations 5.10. So it's important that every one of us here begin to think as a father how you are going to improve the Christian dynamics in your home or how you put Christ at the center of your home. If you don't do that, eh, crisis will be waiting for you. Especially if you're a Christian. Because as they go to school, they teach them RME. They teach them everything. But it should be very clear what you stand for. What the faith of your home is. Praise the Lord. Are we together? Are we sure we are together? Come on, are you sure we are together? Number three, the child was sick. The father appeared in public with the child or with the issue of the child. That a father must not be ashamed of the difficulties of their children. If your child is sick, he's sick, but stand with the sick child. Don't, I mean, sometimes once something is not straight with a child, it becomes the issue of what the mother can do. Is the mother taking the child to the hospital? Is the mother that is, you know, am I real? Am I, am I preaching something that's real? If, look, we, we, we did not know this, this child who has collected all the prizes from the school abroad. We didn't see the publicity 
that was made with the father until she collected her words. Then bloggers have been carrying it everywhere. Carried mats, carried this, carried that. That one, the father is showing face. It's beautiful me to if I get that my child carries and they will carry in Jesus' name. But let it not be that because because we have seen such also denying their children because they are into drugs. They are into something. It cannot be you are a father forever. That the testament to the quality of your fatherhood is that you will go to every extent and never stop. The same way God never stopped even in sin. To redeem men. You can't throw away some and collect some. Some are collecting prizes. Hooray! The one that is on drug is on my child again. It doesn't go that way. It doesn't go that way. A father. Are you, please, are you, are you here? Look, and there's a scripture I wanted to quote to you, then we'll close. Why are people bitter? Why are children bitter? Children are so bitter because in this John chapter 12 verse 27, watch it so that I can close. John 12, 27. Let's read it together. One go. Now is my soul troubled. Let's read it. Let's read it together. One go. Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, Save me from this hour. But for this cause, for, oh, why? Why did you move? Are you trying to sabotage me? Okay, let's read it. (laughs) Now is my soul troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this cause came I unto this way. This is Jesus. When a son or a daughter is in trouble, their first involuntary call for rescue is to a father. Jesus is hanging on the cross. The mother is standing there. He's screaming, my father, my father. Why have thou forsaken me? When children are in darkness, when they are in trouble, when they are overwhelmed, they don't think my mother. The real person to come and rescue them It's a father figure. That's what they think. And for children who have been abused, whether through their own, you know, immoral lifestyle or whatever, whatever, most of the times, they will go and come back and say, it's because of my father. Because father was not there to rescue them. Hello? Sometimes father will bring friends who will come and rape their own daughters. When they went into drugs, father was not there to rescue them. When they were confused and they needed somebody to discuss, somebody winning their heart the same way Robert won Nora's heart. Whether the guy was bad or good, they needed a man to explain. Explain. This one that my heart is loving this way. Is it correct? The, 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 the child wants to hear the voice of a father to rescue them. From the darkness, the fear. When people are in fear, they don't think my mother. 
When they are in fear, they think, my father, my father, why has thou forsaken me? Are you here? That's it. When people are overwhelmed, when they are in trouble, they are thinking, where's my daddy? So if you have not shown up as a daddy, you don't show up with them in their difficulty, you are creating deeper, 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 deeper dimensions of pain and bitterness. That's why some people don't want to forgive their fathers. They have never seen them before, but they think all the troubles in their lives were caused by their fathers. Because you were never there to stop me not to become a thief. Not to become a gay. As I'm walking, I'm wearing diaper and I'm a boy. Grown-up boy wearing diaper. Because my father was not there to stop me when I started doing this kind of... Are you here? Please, are you sure you're here? Fathers are needed, though. They are needed to rescue and to save. And I pray that that grace will come upon us today. Please rise to your feet. I think it's okay. Happy Father's Day. Sacrifice it. Sacrifice. Tell, tell a man by your side, you need to sacrifice to stand with your child. Sacrifice, sacrifice. Tell, tell this beautiful sister, I'm going to sacrifice if you're a man. Please. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keeper's House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keeper's House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204 916 168. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.